1: Welcome to Episode 51 of Season 4 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Mary Jane Croft was perhaps best known for her role as Betty Ramsey on the I Love Lucy television show, but she was also famous as Miss Daisy Enright on the radio and television versions of Our Miss Brooks, Mary Jane Lewis on The Lucy Show and Here's Lucy, and Claire Randolph on The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. She got her start as a teenager in theater, then mostly played in various radio shows in the 1930s, starting out on The New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, then graduating to Life with Luigi, Blondie, Crime Classics, The Harold Perry Show, Sears Radio Theater, Broadway is My Beat, and dozens of others. She also played Mel Blanc's girlfriend Betty Colby on the short-lived Mel Blanc show from 1946 to 1947. She was a friend of Lucille Ball, and guest starred on her radio show, My Favorite Husband, before appearing frequently in Ball's TV shows. She also appeared on many other television shows, such as Dragnet, The Eve Arden Show, I Married Joan, and others. Her final television appearance was on the special, Lucy Calls the President, in 1977. She died in 1999, aged 83. Now sit back and enjoy the November 12, 1946 broadcast of The Mel Blanc Show, starring Mary Jane Croft. And for everyone in the U.S. listening, I hope you have a great Independence Day tomorrow. Thanks for listening.
2: Hollywood Colgate Toothpowder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle presents the Mel Blanc Show with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Hans Conried, Earl Ross, the sportsman Victor Miller and his orchestra, and Mel Blanc, the creator of Bugs Bunny. Uh, what's up,
3: Doc? Playing his new
2: character, Zookie.
3: Hello,
4: everybody, 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 everybody,
3: everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. And starring
2: himself in person, Mel Blanc. Good evening, folks. <laughs> Well, it's Saturday afternoon in Mel Blank's little town, and Mel and his girl Betty, like most romantic young couples, are enjoying the movie matinee at the Bijou. Now the show is over, and in some dark spot of the theater, we hear Mary Jones saying to her boyfriend,
5: We have to go now, Frank. Take your arm away.
2: And in the back row, we hear Susan Arnold saying to her boyfriend,
5: All right, Henry, the lights are up. Wipe that lipstick off your face.
2: (laughs) At another dimly lit corner of the theater where Mel has been sitting with Betty, we hear Betty saying,
5: Oh, Mel, the picture's over. Wake up! (laughs) So
2: now we find Betty and Mel having left the theater, walking homeward, and Mel, still under the influence of what he has just seen, is enacting a portion of the picture. I want you, Ingrid. I'm going to take you in my arms
3: and
4: hug you and squeeze you and crush you tighter and tighter, tighter! Mel!
5: Get away from that lamppost.
4: Gosh, if only I were an actor. The salaries those guys make. Clark Gable, Robert Taylor, Gary Cooper. I'll bet some of them make as high as $50, $60 a week. Uh,
5: Darling, they make at least a $1,000 a week. A $1,000 a week?
4: Oh, Betty, if I made that much, we could live like kings. Eat the best. Every night, chow mein. (laughs) Oh, you think I can't be an actor, huh? (laughs) Look at that picture we just saw, Cloak and Dagger. Oh,
5: wasn't Gary Cooper wonderful?
4: Gary Cooper, Gary Cooper, Gary Cooper. I bet if his name was Sam Cooper, you wouldn't be so excited. (laughs) What does Gary Cooper do anyway? The girl says to him, Gary, do you love me? Will you take me away with you? Will you marry me? And Gary just stands there and says... Yep. <laughs> then the minister says, you take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife. And Gary says,
3: yep. <laughs>
4: what a life. $25,000 a yep.
5: <laughs> oh, man! now stop showing off and stop dreaming about being an actor.
4: Well, an actor makes a lot of money. And I'll bet your father would have more respect for me if I had a lot of money.
5: But that's where you're wrong, darling. Just be yourself. Let father respect you for your... You're...
4: You see, I gotta have money. <laughs>
3: oh, no, Mel.
5: No, you're all wrong. I know Father's beginning to like you, especially since you voted him into your lodge. In fact, he may even announce our engagement tonight.
4: Oh, oh, Betty, what a feeling.
5: <laughs> Isn't it wonderful, ma'am?
4: Yeah. Like the time we had a strawberry soda and drank it with two straws. <laughs> yeah. And then we got reckless and threw one straw away. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here we are, Betty.
5: Yeah, here we are.
4: Gosh, it was a nice afternoon.
5: Yeah, sure was.
4: Well, thanks for walking me home, Betty.
3: (laughs) Come (laughs) on, Mel. Come on. Gosh,
4: I think I missed my chance. When she puckered up her lips, I bet I could have kissed her. Gosh, Betty sure is nice. I can just see Betty and me married, sharing this fix-a-chop. How happy we'll be. Mr. and Mrs. Mel Blank. Then in a year or two, we'll have some little blanks. <laughs> a little boy blank, and a little girl blank here. Hello, Mel. Oh, hello, Mrs. Adams. What can I do for you?
5: Mel, I came over to ask you for a special favor. Will you mind my baby?
4: You mean little Junior's here?
3: <laughs> oh, gosh, Mrs.
4: Adams, this is a fix-it shop. If there's something wrong with a baby, I'll gladly fix him. Oh, Mel! Oh, but but I never took care of a baby before. Well, well, look, what if... uh, Well, suppose... You mean he, um... Yeah! Well, uh,
3: that's
4: what these are for. Oh, fine. That's what I'll need. Bibs.
5: (laughs) I'll be back in a few hours, Mel. Don't let
4: anything happen to little Junior. I won't. Oh, look, he likes me. He's opening his mouth. (laughs) Ah!
0: putting his little hands
4: around your neck. Oh tell him to stop squeezing.
3: <laughs>
4: oh, Mel, he's only a year old. That kid's a killer. Well,
5: I've got to go now. Take good care of
4: Julia. Goodbye. Oh, goodbye, Mrs. Adams. Gee, what a cute little baby. I love babies. They're almost human. Although this one looks a little silly. Gee, he must have heard me. Oh, the baby's lonesome for company. Maybe he wants to talk to another
5: baby. What you think,
3: what
5: you think, what you
4: That's what you get for being nice to babies. Well, Julius, I have to put you down back here. Here comes Mr. Cushing, my lodge president. Hello, Mel. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, (laughs) ugga.
3: Greetings, Mighty
4: Potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. I uh, hope you don't mind me saying so, Mighty Potentate, but you look a little unhappy. Well, I'm having a little domestic trouble, Mel. The maid? No, the maid's all right. I can't stand my wife. You know, I'd leave her in a minute. I'd leave her in a minute if she didn't have all that money.
3: <laughs> I don't know
4: why I'm standing here telling you all this.
3: Something
4: I've got no one to talk
3: to. <laughs> well,
4: I think Betty and I are going to hit it off very well together, Mr. Cushing. Mel, Betty's a fine girl. But I can only say what I say to every couple about to be married.
3: Stop! <laughs> Oh, but
4: Mr. Cushing, not my Betty. Well, go ahead, Mel, but you'll learn that before marriage, everything's wonderful. You're happy. You're in clover. And after the marriage? Poison Ivy. (laughs) Well, Mel, I've got to be on my way now. Of course, you'll be at the lodge meeting tonight, won't you? Oh, gosh, mighty potentate, I can't make it. What? Every loyal zebra should be there, and especially you, inasmuch as it was your vote that got Mr. Colby into the lodge, and we're initiating him tonight. But, Mr. Cushing, I can't go. I promised to mind Mrs. Adams' baby. I don't care if you promise to mind Mrs. Adams.
3: <laughs> now,
4: you'll be there. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Ugga, boo, ugga, boo, ugga. But I still don't think I can be there. Now, you better be there if you know which side your ugga is buttered on. <laughs> oh, this is terrible.
3: <laughs>
4: I'm supposed to go to the lodge. I'm going kind to of mind Julius. Mr. Colby's going to announce my engagement. I wonder what Gary Cooper would say in a spot like this. I know. Yep. Use Colgate to powder,
3: keep smiling just right. Use it each morning and use it each night. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate
2: Tooth Powder. A breath of trouble, I've been told, can make a love affair grow cold. So don't let any breath of trouble, I mean unpleasing breath, spoil your chance of romance. You'll be wise to do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate tooth powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate tooth powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name Colgate tooth powder with the accent on powder.
3: Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate tooth powder.
2: Victor Miller and the sportsman doing I Feel a Song Coming On. Still lucky for someone to mind a baby so he can attend the initiation of his future father-in-law, Mr. Colby, at the lodge meeting tonight. Right now, he's exhausted with his list of friends. We find him working on Betty's kid brother, Tommy. But listen, Tommy, you're my friend, aren't you? Uh, look, Mel,
4: when you mention friendship, you touch me deeply. When you mention old times' sake, you touch me deeply. Now, do you really want to touch me deeply? Yeah. Mention money.
5: <laughs>
4: That's a fine way to talk to your future brother-in-law.
5: You call that a future? <laughs> yeah, now, oh, hey, Mel, look. Here comes your helper, Zuki.
4: Why don't you get him to mind the baby? Hi, Emily, Emily, Emily Mel. Zuki, I've been looking for you all day long. Where have you been? Well, I was... here,
3: Never mind. Just
4: stay here and take care of Mrs. Adams' baby. I'm going down to the lodge meeting. Come on, Tommy. So long, Zuki.
3: It's
4: the it's me, it's 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 me, eh, me,
3: eh, me, it's me, i me, eh,
5: me, eh, A eh, me, eh, the eh, me, it's me, eh, me, Uh, rock a baby On the tree tree, tree, I better get down
4: Off this tree
3: (laughs) Ah, what
4: a What a nice baby (laughs) (laughs)
3: Thanks
5: <laughs> Gee, I, I
4: like babies. They, they touch a soft spot in my. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Colby. Oh. Hello, Zookie. Uh, where's Mel? Oh, he went to the lodge meeting a, a long time ago. He did? Well, that's odd. I stopped at Doc Brown's house and he'd left too. That's funny they left without me. I wonder why. Well, uh, if you want to ask my opinion, Mr. Colby. Yes? <laughs> I haven't got any.
3: Oh. Well,
4: frankly, I'm a bit hurt. I was going to tell Mel that he uh, uh, perhaps could announce his engagement to Betty. And he didn't even wait for me. Well, excuse me, Mr. Colby. I've got to get back to the baby. Yes, I was going to announce the engagement. <laughs> baby? Yeah, I, I love babies. Uh, especially when they're one minute a woman, a woman, three a woman, a five a woman, and woman, 17 years old. woman, <laughs> whose baby is that? a woman, a Mel, a woman, baby? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh.
4: Mel's been two-timing betty. Mm-hmm. Mr. Kobe, don't get upset. No uh, wonder he didn't wait for me to go to the meeting. Yes, he was afraid to face me. Oh, you got Mel all... Oh, I b-b- am going down, down there. <laughs> I'm going down there and break every bone in his body. But.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
4: Oh, poor Mel. When Kobe gets a hold of me, he'll tear him a piece Oh, He'll rip him a piece is
3: there a doctor in the house
4: I now call this meeting to order in the name of the benevolent order of Lyle zebra <laughs> the members will now rise and give the password Boo! 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 Brother Blank, we have finished saying the password. Oh, I'm not saying the password. Brother Miller has the hiccups, and I'm trying to scare it out of him. (laughs) I see. And now, Brother Ross will read the minutes of the last meeting.
0: Because the lodge hall was closed for repairs, the last meeting was held in the back of Brother Murphy's bar and grill. (laughs) First time in three years everyone attended.
3: (laughs) Brother
0: Colby was voted in, and in celebration of the event, Brother Murphy brought in a round of beer.
3: <laughs> we
0: quickly dispensed with old business.
3: <laughs>
0: Brother Blank made a resolution to take $100 out of the treasury for the community chest. Resolution was passed, Brother Murphy brought in another round of beer. <laughs> At this point, mighty potentate Cushing made a resolution to dispose of his wife.
3: <laughs> It was passed unanimously.
0: (laughs) And Brother Murphy brought in another round of beer. (laughs) Brother Miller fell out of the window. (laughs) A resolution was passed to petition Congress to make Murphy's bar and grill a national shrine.
3: (laughs) Brother Murphy
0: fell out of the window.
3: (laughs) Another round of beers was passed. The neighbors
0: complained and the meeting was adjourned.
3: (laughs)
4: Thank you, Brother Ross. And now, members, as you know, Brother Colby will be initiated tonight. That's why he was invited late. We will give him the husband and wife initiation, which we used on Doc Brown. Brother Blank, we call upon you to initiate Mr. Colby. Me? Oh, <laughs> oh I can't do it. Mr. Colby is just about to announce my engagement to his daughter. And if I give him the husband and wife initiation, he, he's liable to call the whole thing off. Oh, Brother Blank, you've always bragged about being an actor. This is your chance. Well, Yeah. Say, that's a good idea. And besides, he's made my life plenty miserable. This is my chance to get even with him. He's coming up the steps, and he's raving mad. Uh-oh, give me that wig and that dress. I'm really going to give it to him. Now, everybody out. Dim the lights. Dim the lights. Go out there and make it good, Mel. Okay. Well, blank. when I get my hand on. Oh, gosh, it's dark in here. Well, what's happening? Where is everybody? There's nobody here.
5: Nobody but little me and big fat you. <laughs>
4: Well, there's supposed to be a meeting of the zebras here. In...
5: Well, if you're looking for a zebra, you don't want me. I'll just run along.
3: Oh, no. No, no, no,
4: don't do that. Stay while. Uh, what's your name?
5: Lulabelle Fagin Span <laughs> what a
4: beautiful
3: name.
5: Y'all can call me Miss Fagin Span <laughs> Golly, I just get bumpy all over being all alone with a big, handsome man like
4: you. Did you say handsome?
5: That's what I said. I said handsome. Handsome, that (laughs) is. Hmm. You northern boys are so strong. Do you all mind if I feel your muscles? (laughs) My, my, you got real Yankee muscles. Way up north. (laughs) All around your head. (laughs) Mind if I call you Muscle Hale?
2: A girl like you can call me anything.
5: Oh, I bet if you ever took me in your arms, you could crush me to a punk. Lula
4: Belle, if I ever took you all in my arms, I wouldn't waste time of crushing
3: you. No?
4: What would you do? I'd kiss you. Uh Oh!
5: (laughs) Well, you can kiss me if you catch me. Uh, Well, here I go. Well, you tripped me. Oh, no, I didn't. I kicked you. <laughs>
4: now, come here, Lou, Belle. I was just trying to show you some northern hospitality.
5: Well, you ain't going to get any southern
4: comfort from me.
5: <laughs> oh, well, pardon me. I've got to leave the room a moment. You wait right here.
4: Here, Belle. Change into these clothes quick. You're terrific. When Colby tried to kiss you, we thought we'd die. Yeah, it made me sick, too. <laughs> Okay, go on in now. Here's the shotgun. Yeah.
3: Is that you, Lula Bell? Well, come in.
4: Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. You thought you'd get away, you all, huh? What? You've been a trifling with the affections of my wife, Lulabelle Firegun
3: holes. <laughs> Your wife? Oh, what a ghastly mistake.
4: How dare you call my wife a ghastly <laughs> mistake? I'm going to take this gun and blow your brains out. <laughs> please, please, Mr. Viking, spend holes. Don't you me. I'm a good citizen. I work hard. I support a family. I pay my taxes. And when election time comes around, I go to the polls and vote. Oh, a Republican! <laughs>
3: That's the last
4: straw. I'm going to fill you so full of holes, you're going to look like you like cream tea. Don't you mean Swiss cheese? No, I changed my mind. I'm going to beat you to a pulp. So if you have anything further to say... What do you mean uh, I can't come in? I'm coming in
5: anyway. Where's Mel Blanc? Zookie, I don't see Mel Blanc anywhere. Oh, uh, that's him over there, Mrs. Adams, with a, a gun in his hand. What?
4: You're Mel Blank. Why, I'll tear you limb from limb. Now, now don't get excited, Musclehead. I mean, Mr.
3: Colby. <laughs> I've never been so humiliated as that. Hey, what is it? What's going on around here? Oh, we just
4: initiated you, Brother Colby, and you passed past with flying colors. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Mel Blank, I've got my own score to settle with you. You, the father of this child. Why, I'll annihilate you. What? Mel, the father of this child? Julius, did you
5: hear what that man said?
4: <laughs> there You see, Mr. Colby? Well. Oh, well, Mel, my boy, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I see. It's just been a big joke, that's all, huh? Well, <laughs> maybe it's funny to you, but Mel
5: Blank, you left my child with Zuki all night. And now look what happened. What? Listen to Julius. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Use cold gate tooth powder. Keep smiling just fine. Use it each morning and use it each night. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use cold gate tooth powder.
2: Keep this ever in your mind. A breath of trouble isn't kind. No, indeed, that breath of trouble, I mean, unpleasing breath, can ruin your romance, jeopardize your job, make you unhappy. Don't let this social handicap mark you down. Do this. Brush your teeth night and morning and before every date with Colgate Tooth Powder. For Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your breath as it cleans your teeth. Yes, scientific tests have definitely proved that in seven cases out of ten, Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. What's more, no dentifrice at any price cleans your teeth more quickly and thoroughly than Colgate Tooth Powder. Remember to buy it first thing. And remember the name, Colgate Tooth Powder, with the accent on
3: powder. Don't take a chance with your romance. Use Colgate Tooth Powder.
2: This is Bud Easton reminding you that Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show every Tuesday at this time. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday night for more fun with Mel and the people you'll meet in Mel Blank's Fix-It Shop. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with selling soap film, But Halo Shampoo contains no soap. Therefore, leaves no Delling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather. Quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar in. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to Delling's soap film. Get Halo shampoo at any cosmetic counter. The Mel Blanc Show was written by Mac Benoff. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.
1: Be sure to tune in next time my friends for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for